Hi, I'm Mars Ward, president of Callaway's Nursery. We're based right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and we're proud to sponsor this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. And to be very candid, I didn't even remember the time I met Mars, but he was loading cars as a teenager. And Mars told that story at their annual banquet four or five years ago. And now he is in top management, tip-top management at uh, Callaway's. And that shows you what can happen if you work hard and if you're a good person. And he did that and has done that and is that. Hey, thank you. And good morning, everybody. It's a great morning out there. It's just beautiful outside. Going to 80 today. What a great day for gardening. We are here to talk about the plants at your place and the gardens and landscapes at your place. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. Mike Bass is running the boards and uh, he is that has all kinds of meanings doesn't it he is he is running the phone lines and the electronic boards that keep me on the air <laughs> mike is like the, uh, the little boy in uh, in holland trying to keep the levy from bursting i i give him all kinds of challenges and uh, so he tries to keep me going here so anyway i hope you'll call his will be the first voice you'll hear when you call my number and and then i'll be on the air with you right after that so give us a call right now 800 800- 288-WBAP. If you can hear me, you can call me without charge. 800-288-9227. It's a beautiful Sunday in April. Wow, it's the last Sunday in April. Call right now. 800-288-9227. Let's fill those phone lines up. We only have three. We can do that, don't you think? One last time, 800 288 and I'll be here until 10 this morning to, uh, to help you with your plants. We always begin the program with our friend Steve Huddleston, who is the, uh, oh, almost slipped back in the old ways there, Steve. I'm pretty tired. Yeah. Public relations, yeah. man. Yeah. Old habits from, from three or four years ago are hard to break. After, I'm still after, a horticulturist at heart, though. Yeah, that's exactly right. Used to be the uh, senior horticulturist at the Botanic Garden. He retired from that and was gone about a minute and came back as public relations manager at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. So tell us what's happening in the garden. Well, there's plenty going on. Uh, we still have a lot of spring annuals still in place. We still have some pansies, but the foxglove, the digitalis, are absolutely beautiful now. We have them planted across the front of the garden center. They're very striking. Uh, the sculptural cardoon plants are forming flower heads now. Uh, cardoon is a large uh, architectural plant, and the flowers are large purple thistle flowers, so those are developing also in front of the garden center. And uh, elsewhere in the garden, we're planting summer annuals. Uh, this is the time to do that, so we're, we're, we're busy with that. It's a busy time. Oh, between foxglove and uh, cardoon, you have a couple of really stunning plants. It's hard to pass cardoon and not take about uh, about 45 photos, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's a beautiful plant. Everybody wonders about it. And it's pretty in the wintertime before it starts to bloom as well. All right, and your featured plant this week is a native one, native in our area. And I'll let you, uh, let you tell about it. Well, that is roughleaf dogwood. Uh, as you said, it is native to Texas. It's a small, deciduous, large shrub or small tree uh, that gets about 15 feet tall. It's well-suited for part shade to shade. This is a plant that colonizes by suckers and forms a thicket under big shade trees where nothing else will grow. It produces flat-topped, three-inch-wide clusters of white flowers that appear for about a week or two in the spring. They're blooming now. And these showy clusters of tiny flowers provide nectar for many butterfly species. The leaves are oval and about four inches long. The upper surface of the leaves is covered with rough hairs, uh, while the lower surface is softly pubescent, so hence the name rough-leaf dogwood. Fall colors are purplish-red in late summer. Uh, I'm sorry, fall color is purplish-red, and then in late summer, little white fruits appear that birds love. So that's a, a really pretty plant. It is not showy like the East Texas dogwood. Pretty, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it doesn't look the same. You will not say, "Oh wow, there's a there's a dogwood right there." Yes. You're not going yes. to recognize it instantly. But it is a cor- Cornus drummondii. Uh, Mr. Drummond got around. 
A lot of plants yes, named did. for him. Yes, it's quite a quite a uh, study in in botany. All right, and uh, tell us about events you have going on. Well, ZimSculpt is under underway through July 30th. Uh, this is an exhibit that features more than 100 sculptures by several dozen contemporary Zimbabwean artists, and some of these artists are on site. We have two of them under a tent, chiseling. Uh, Whittling away at stone, creating sculptures on site. Uh, these pieces are known as Shona sculpture, and some of them are as large as seven feet tall. They're all for sale. Everything we have on the ground is for sale, and then we have a number of items uh, in the marketplace. This is a large white tent in front of the Japanese garden entrance, and under this tent there are many, many smaller pieces for sale as well, along with jewelry and baskets and other things from Zimbabwe. So it's a very interesting exhibit, a lot of things to see and, and enjoy and buy. Uh, the marketplace is open to guests seven days a week from 9.30 to 5 p.m., and uh, this event is included in the price of garden admission. How uh, long did you practice pronunciation of all of the words, all the names? You did quite well. Well, I did better today than I did a week or two ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have another couple of months to work on them, and you yes, did quite yes. well. So that's great. All right. How does somebody find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. All right. And if they want to find you on the Internet, that would be? That address is fwbg.org. All right. And the 24-hour information number, somebody wants to call and hear a recorded message at any time, night, or day, what would that be? Yes, that is 817-463-4160. All right. Fort Worth Botanic Garden, just west of downtown Fort Worth by a couple of miles, and this is a beautiful time to visit. Buy a membership so you can go back anytime you want. It's a great visit all through the year. You'll see all of the seasonal changes a great place. This is Steve Huddleston, public relations manager there, and you have related them beautifully. Thank you, Steve. Well, thank you. Talk to you next Sunday. All right, and that report is sponsored by the great people also of Fort Worth, WhizQ Stone at 4501 East Loop 820 South. Let's go through that again. 4501 East Loop 820 South. In other words, it's the south side of Loop 820 and on the east side of town. So you get the feeling that it's in the southeast corner of Fort Worth, and you're right. 817-429-0822 is their phone number, and whiz-q.com is the website. Now, what do you find when you go there? Well, if you go today, you'll find a gate that's shut because they're not open on Sundays. But you go any other time, uh, six days a week, and you will find a thriving business of 22 acres selling the most glorious stone you've ever seen. You'll find a lot of landscape contractors going in because they get their stone there to do their magnificent work all across North Texas. And you'll also find a lot of consumers like you and like me going in to buy their stone. Of course they deliver. They deliver anywhere you can hear me. They'd be happy to help you uh, choose the right stone for your task. Take photos of what you're trying to accomplish. You saw something beautiful at a Oh, at, at somebody's house when you went there for a party or maybe at a, at a hotel or a bank or something. You say, I want some of that. I want something that looks like that in my landscape. And to take measurements, take a photo of your landscape along with precise measurements. This is where I want my patio. This is where I want the retaining wall. And it needs to be uh, 18 feet long and, and 18 inches tall. You know, if it gets more than 18 inches tall, you may want to get a landscape contractor to do it for you because there becomes some physics involved that they understand understand maybe you do i didn't and so i got help but anyway to my point whizq stone is the company to, to to from which you want to buy because they have the best selection of stone they're some of the nicest people you'll ever meet and they are real pros and if you need a landscape contractor they buy from whizq stone so going in reverse order whizq stone knows the best in town they can refer you to the best in your area WhizQ Stone, it's a win, win, win all the way around. Again, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Open Monday through Saturday, 817-429-0822. On the web, whiz, W-H-I-Z, hyphen Q, dot com. It's WhizQ Stone. This segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your friends at Callaway's. I'm Mike McGonigal with our Callaway's Landscape Division, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Mike, very much. 
He's with the Landscape Division. Did you get that? That's a very different uh, thing for Callaway's the last several years. And uh, just a great, uh, just a great guy. Uh, you need to uh, you need to talk to your local Callaways, and they can put you in contact with Mike and his team. So that's uh, that's a great opportunity. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Chad in Waxahachie. First call of the day, Chad. This is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. I have a approximate ten by twenty foot bed of uh, ground cover snow and summer jasmine that I got at Callaway's. Wonderful plants. I think I planted a little early. I got anxious and didn't get my or all of the Bermuda eradicated prior to planting. So at this point, I'm having a battle. Do you have any suggestions on how to get the Bermuda out without harming the jasmine? Um, hmm. Well, that's... uh... That's going to be an interesting uh, challenge for you. Um, yes, I've been doing the old-fashioned pull, but I can't pull as uh, quickly as it it grows back. Right, I understand. How long ago did you plant it? This was this spring. Uh, no, sir. It's been about two years. I planted uh, one-gallon pots about two years ago. All right. Um, what I would. Uh, What I would want you to do is uh, I'm I'm just uh, contemplating something, trying to think whether I want to make this recommendation or not. I have not done this with uh, with that particular one. Uh, in general terms, Asian jasmine. I'm, I'm going to leave it in general terms, uh, and I'm going to tell you that this is not a record. Please please understand how I'm saying this and what I'm saying to you. Uh, I'm, what I'm what I'm about to describe, I have done. I have not done it with this this particular uh, strain of Asian jasmine, but I have done it with uh, with my standard Asian jasmine, with longleaf Asian jasmine, with variegated Asian jasmine. But I cannot recommend it because it's not on the label of the product. I, I yes, hope sir. I make that plain and clear. Yes, uh, sir. For 40 years, landscape contractors have used glyphosate to get rid of Bermuda in Asian jasmine without harming the Asian jasmine. Here is how they do it. Uh, This is not a recommendation. I'm saying that every 10 seconds because I I want you to, I want others listening who are waking up and saying, oh, listen, and this is just Asian jasmine, Um, not uh, not other ground covers. Um, I, I know the way it evolved 40 years ago was somebody had a bed just like you do that's just loaded with Bermuda grass, and they said, well, that's hopeless. Let's just spray it with, with glyphosate, which at that time was just the original Roundup, and get rid of everything. Let's just start over. It's hopeless. And they said, well, look here. It killed the Bermuda. didn't hurt, hurt the jasmine. The things from a practical standpoint that, that I have learned is you have to do it farther into the summer you don't do it when the when the uh, uh, asian jasmine is brand new and succulent in the spring you have to wait until probably mid-june or so Um, and you certainly do not exceed the recommended rate for killing grasses for killing bermuda the uh, glyphosate only now there are there are products out there now that have glyphosate along with other active ingredients you mustn't use those because those do kill other things uh, poison ivy and other things so just glyphosate uh, plus okay. inert ingredients. Um, and uh, you don't increase the rate of application. You don't say, well, I'll use twice as much. You use what it tells you And uh, if you decide to do that. And I would try it um, uh, on a small area. I'd try it on, uh, you had 200 square feet, I'd try it on 10 square feet or something you can afford to lose in the back of the bed or something. You're not... Right. Let me say, I almost said you're not going to lose it, but I just don't want you to lose it, and I don't want you to be disappointed in the results. Uh, the The problem with the uh, snow in summer is it's variegated, and variegated plants tend to be a little weaker, and so I I don't know. I would use a um, I would use a pump yeah. sprayer, not a hose end sprayer, so that you have very precise application. Try to keep it right on the Bermuda grass. Um, but I need to finish this up by saying, in case anybody just records part of this, that this is not a recommendation. It's an observation that I've done and thousands of landscape contractors have done. 
had a, a friend who actually did it in a purple winter creeper bed that he was getting ready to remove in the same results. Look here, we he had some good results, but I, you know. I will give it a shot. Yeah, I'll bet you will. At this point, it's it's worth the risk at this point. I understand. Uh, That's what all of us felt. And and I'm sorry about the laborious explanation, but I don't want the liability. Yeah. I appreciate it. Last question. Uh, In regards to that, is there any benefit to uh, trimming down either with, you know, weed trimmer or just straight up mowing over? To shorten the jasmine up. Uh, yes, I think it little... keeps it. I, I do that with mine. I, I have to do it with mine because it seems like it freezes every year. I'm I'm tired of what my Asian jasmine does. Right. Um, I'm I'm converting one bed of regular Asian jasmine over to purple winter creeper, just because I'm tired of looking at brown Asian jasmine in the spring. Too many springs. Now, right. We're in McKinney, and I think we're colder than Waxahachie is probably. Yeah, a little bit. Prior to spraying, though, uh, is kind of where I was going. Should I should I shorten it up? You know, almost like thinking of a lawn where you do your your spring scalp. Not that short, but should I drop the height down a bit prior to the glyphosate? Glyphosate. There's, there's no, yeah, there's yes. two two letters missing. Uh, I would do it only if it's been browned and only if it's gotten really tall, which for that ground cover would be four or five inches. I'd not try to keep it any lower than about three inches. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. Yeah, thanks for enduring that uh, ordeal of an answer. Appreciate you. No, no, again, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Okay. All right, here's the the version of my book ad that I do when I'm behind. (laughs) Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is on sale, $36.95 for $344. I'll figure out what that is per page. $840 of my photos. Printed in Texas on high-quality paper, it's a hardback. 840 photos, more than 25 multi-page charts. It has chapters on trees and shrubs and vines. And, and these these could make small books individually. Um, uh, annuals and perennials, those are comprehensive chapters. And uh, lawns, there's a book. And um, uh, uh, flowers, uh, not flowers, fruit and vegetables. And then a 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants. All of that. And it's uh, only $36.95. Your satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. I have to do that because you can't see it before you buy it. So you have nothing to lose and a huge amount to gain because I think this will be the only gardening reference book you'll need. That's a cocky thing to say, and I apologize. I want you to try it. I'll be signing copies tonight and tomorrow. We'll have them in the mail Tuesday. Makes a wonderful Mother's Day gift. Here are the two ways that you can order it, since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. Call my office uh, starting tomorrow, weekdays. Uh, That's 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is order it right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. That's our church. Hope you will join us at 315 North Church Street, downtown McKinney, sharingtheheart.org, the 1005 service live streams. Join us at sharingtheheart.org, the First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. Since 1986, the first and second generations of Wortham Brothers Roofing Company have been doing wonderful roofs. 100 
125,000 roofs. That's 125,000 times the phone has, well, I, I imagine some uh, builders have uh, called once and bought 10 roofs. 972-562-5788. This is a, this really is a family-run business. There are Wortham family members throughout the business making sure that it is run perfectly. I really enjoy talking about them because I know you'll be really happy with your Wortham Brothers roof. We are. We had one uh, put on our house four years ago. And uh, the the neat thing is they know roofs very well. You, you don't do 125000 without knowing them very well. They can do them quickly, efficiently, and perfectly. And they can make suggestions along the line of ways to make your roof better for not much more money, but much, much better to save on insurance, to save on uh, the uh, uh, utility bills. Uh, we got continuous ridge vents that I didn't even know about. I think I was the last guy on earth to find out about them, but they've made a huge difference. All the way down the line, they help you. They're really good. And they'll do a free roof inspection for you. If you don't have problems with your roof, they'll tell you that. It's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Again, since 1986, that is a legacy company. Proud to recommend them to you. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. It's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. I'm Cliff with Callaway's Nursery in Dallas on Greenville Avenue. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Cliff, very, very much. And uh, let's go to Dave in Arlington. Dave, this is Neil. I'm up against a newscast. I may have to put you on hold and get to you on the other side as well, but let's give it a try on your crepe myrtle. Okay, thank you. Oh, no, let's say a Japanese maple. Ah, Okay. So, so I've got two Japanese maple, a big one I got about 30 years, put in about 30 years ago, a smaller one about 25 years ago, both of them are around my deck. This year, the smaller one, one of the major branches is probably one-third of the leaves, come, you know, the way they spread out. It's got beautiful form. Mm-hmm. One of the major branches uh, spreading out just didn't leaf out this year. Okay. Uh, the rest of the tree, tree seems fine. Nothing's different. And I guess two questions, why did this happen and... What the heck can I do now? Well, I think uh, to a large degree, uh, the the failure to leave out could be, I, I'm not going to say it's uh, guaranteed, but I, I have a lot of Japanese maples in our landscape, probably uh, 15 or 17, somewhere in there. I haven't ever counted them exactly, but m- my guess would be, because I've encountered the same thing on a few of them, two or three of them, and uh, I think part of it can be laid at the feet of the drought last year and the heat. They are they are native to an area where uh, they get 80-degree uh, high temperatures in the daytime and uh, very moist conditions, and that's not what we had last summer. And I think it took a toll on a lot of things, and that was uh, the Japanese maples are one of them. So that would be one thing. And I think they also have a, a life expectancy. You don't see old Japanese maples around. They were kind of brought into the marketplace uh, about that time, 30 years ago, so that may be part of the reason. We just haven't had any experience with how long they're going to live. Uh, they, they were around before that, but not commonly like they are now. But uh, I don't know that it's necessarily any insect or disease. I think it may just be that they uh, kind of wear out their interest in growing for us here. Um, Anyway, if you had another question, I'm going to need to put you on hold because we do need to hit this hard newscast here at 8.30. So stay, uh, stay with me. Let Mike know what you had in mind, and we'll be back on the other side of the news, folks. Stay with me. DFW's News Talk Traffic and Weather Station. News Talk 820 WVAP. And KPLX 99.5 FM HD2. A Cumulus Media Station. Trending now. Asking all Texans to be vigilant. I'm Lori Waffenschmidt at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. In Dallas, road construction has the roadway reduced to one lane on Loop 12 Walton Walker northbound between Grauweiler Road and Texas Plaza Drive. That's causing stop-and-go traffic from Irving Boulevard. And in Fort Worth, 35W northbound between Alliance Gateway and Alliance Boulevard is closed due to road construction. That's causing stopped traffic from North Tarrant Parkway. 
your WBAP forecast today. Sunny, warmer with highs around 80. Tonight, mostly clear in the evening, then becoming partly cloudy with lows in the mid-50s. Monday, sunny with highs in the mid-70s. And Monday night, partly cloudy with lows in the mid-50s. Right now, it is 60 degrees in both Dallas and Fort Worth. Texans are asked to be watchful as a manhunt is underway for a Mexican national believed to have shot five people to death inside their home outside of Houston. Law enforcement officials thought they had Francisco Oropesa contained within a mile area. Now they say he could be anywhere, and multiple agencies are involved in the manhunt. The FBI, U.S. Marshal's Office, DPS, TDC, Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, Montgomery County Constable's Office, Precinct 4, ATF, and the Harris County Sheriff's Office. San Jacinto County Sheriff Greg Caper says Oropesa was asked to stop firing a semi-automatic rifle on Friday night because it was keeping a baby awake in the Cleveland, Texas neighborhood where he lives. Officials say he instead walked into the home and shot five people in the head, including an 8-year-old boy and a 15-year-old girl. Three others were taken to an area hospital for treatment. Again tonight, sunny and warmer with highs around 80. Right now it is 60 degrees in Dallas, 60 degrees in Fort Worth. I'm Lori Waffenschmidt. Our next news update is at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FM HD2, home of Hal, Jay, and Ernie in the morning. Thank you, ma'am. Let's uh, talk about arborological services right now. The experts your trees deserve. Nobody will do your trees any better than these fine folks. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists, college degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters on their team. Three of their men have been selected as arborists of the year for the state of Texas and they know trees. That's all they think about. Don't be asking them about your Japanese boxwoods, not unless you have them trained up tree form 15 feet tall, which isn't going to happen. You talk to them about your shade trees, and they will help you. They know trees. If it's routine maintenance, that's what they specialize in. If it's uh, difficult uh, uh, limb removal, that's what they specialize in. Whatever it is about trees, that's what they specialize in. They're the only people who will ever touch the tree at the Sperry household, Arborological Services. They founded in 1981. So was this their 43rd year in the business? Yes, it is. You, you have to add that one extra year because they're in it right now. They are serious about trees. In, Dow, in the uh, uh, Metroplex area, that's all they serve. The phone number is 866-552-7267. Arborological Services, toll-free number to make it easy for all the different area codes to deal with them, to call them, to reach them is what I'm trying to say. And uh, it's 866-552-7267. Their website is just chock full of great information, and that is arborological.com. Arbor and then the letter the just the, the letter I logical. It's a forestry term. It's not a made up word. Arborological.com, Facebook Arborological Services Inc., Twitter at the Tree Experts. And uh, again that phone number for the finest tree care, eight six six five five two seventy two sixty seven Arborological Services. Something comes out. All the facts come out all day. Update your day. It keeps you updated on what's going on. News Talk 820 WBAB at 99.5 FM HD2. So I was eating my breakfast early this morning, and I was reading a rural power company uh, uh, magazine, and I was listening to radio from a faraway place, and as I turned a page in my magazine and... A new ad came up on the radio station. It was for Mueller, both. And I thought, that's a coincidence. I need to mention that. They are everywhere, and they are great. And I'm going to tell you about homegrown goodness. That's what Mueller's all about. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas for more than 90 years, and now they're producing greenhouses. They're easy to assemble, bolt together greenhouses come in five sizes from 6x9 to 12x21, and they feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels and lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. 
Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com. I better be spelling Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's the number two. It's 877-2, there it is, 877-268-3553, Mueller, Inc., Dot com. News Talk 820, WBAP, 99.5 FM HD2, and WBAP.com. When you go into Callaway's, you will feel like you have made a bunch of new friends. They are really special people. They are my friends. They'll be your friends as well. It's a neighborhood garden center. Yeah, they have more than one location. That's all right. They've been successful, and they want to be close to you. They know your neighborhood. They know it very well. They know the soils and the climate. They formed right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They've been expanding a little bit, but they are still Texas-based, and they are really based here in the Metroplex. Your front yard is one of the first things your visitors see. Give everyone a beautiful view with shade and ornamental trees from Callaway's. I noticed yesterday how many nice trees they have. Japanese maples, oaks, magnolias, and more. The canopy of a tree provides shade and comfort during warm months. And the flowers of ornamental trees are a beautiful and charming way to add color, texture, and life to your yard. Shade and ornamental trees make your yard stand out. And they add environmental and other benefits to the neighborhood and your overall community. And uh, today they're all 20% off. Yo, that's good. So stop by and select your favorites. You can make your selections with confidence because everything in the store is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee. They have everything you need for success. Callaway's will open at 9 o'clock, about uh, 23 minutes from now. So get in and save 20% on your shade trees. And uh, wrap them up as you take them home or put them in a trailer that's uh, enclosed or uh, in the back of a pickup with something wrapped around them tightly and protect that beautiful new foliage and you'll have beautiful trees when you get home. If you're looking for help with your spring garden refresh, try Pick and Plant, a convenient service where you shop for your new flowers, trees, and shrubs and leave the planting to their experts. Shop at any of their community stores in DFW. And for those of you in the greater Austin area, great news because Callaway's has just opened up a store in Cedar Park. And they're looking forward to meeting you. Open seven days a week for your shopping convenience, or you can order online at Callaway's.com. Serving Texans for more than 35 years. Callaway's Nursery Life Live Beautifully. It's Callaway's.com. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaway's help you. I'm Lori from the North Arlington Store, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Lori, very, very much. And uh, they sponsor this entire hour. We appreciate them. Let's go back to Dave in Arlington. And, uh, Dave, it's uh, Neil again with you. How can I help with the other question? Well, uh, I've reconciled myself that I'm just, the wood is dead and we have to cut it out. It's a beautiful tree, a great spot. And, and boy, I just the Japanese maples, I just really love them. And I, so I'm kind of reconciling myself to maybe having to take that out and put in another one. Any advice on, on doing that, digging up the old one? Uh, not right now necessarily, but uh, putting in another one. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with planting now. The the thing you have to do is just to be very dedicated to watering any new plant uh, by hand for the first uh, 12 months that you have it, uh, Every probably every third day during the, the summer from now, uh, May through mm-hmm. uh, 1st of October, middle of October, so that they don't dry out, but... Uh, uh, there's no no magic in removing something. It's just brute strength. But are you sure you have to do that? Is it so misshapen that you can't retrain the old one? Yeah, uh, yes, it is. And the part that died is, is facing. It's, it's right next to the deck and does some screening. And the part that died is like right next to the deck too. So, okay. the, on the far side of the tree, it wouldn't be quite as bad aesthetically. But right. Anyway. Well, that's oh, too well. bad. I, yeah. Oh yeah, well, yeah. we we say we say that a lot in Texas in gardening. Unfortunately, the uh, the winters have caused uh, us to say that a great deal. The only thing I, I will tell you, just to put that aside, is uh, uh, Japanese maples are hardy to zone three or four somewhere way down in the low temperatures. So the cold didn't do any damage, but the heat I think probably did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I'd, you can plant now, and, and uh, 
with okay. sale prices and lots of availability, you'll find a better selection now than you will later in the year. Hmm. Well, you, you said you've got a lot of Japanese maples, so you understand what I'm saying. It's a beautiful tree, but anyway. I do. All right, th- thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're your welcome. Time Thanks for waiting on me twice. You bet. Thank you. Let me go to Linda in North Dallas. Linda, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm, I'm up well. early. I am uh, fertilizing my azaleas, and I'm getting ready to plant my pentas, and I realize that the soil is really too light. It's not holding moisture. Um, The reason I found that out is after the heavy rain, it wasn't that moist, so I want to amend it with something else. Um, It's a name-brand in-ground soil. Mm -hmm. Well, my... uh... My rule of green thumb has always been no matter where you live on the on the earth, uh, the way that you improve any soil is to add organic matter. Whether it's a heavy clay or whether it's a beach sand, you add organic matter because it will help a clay soil loosen. Uh, yeah, let me rephrase that. You will loosen a clay soil and you will help a sandy soil or a light soil uh, retain moisture and nutrition. And so I'm going to suggest to you, don't worry about making it heavy with clay. Make it uh, retain moisture better by adding uh, a nice mix of organic matter. You'd want to incorporate uh, peat moss. You'd want to add incorporate uh, uh, well-rotted compost. And I mean well-decayed, so you can't tell what it was originally. Uh, well-rotted manure. And uh, I use also the fourth thing that I'll add in is uh, uh, finely ground pine bark mulch. And those four things in combination, I'll, when I'm preparing soil for the first time, I'll add four or five inches of those and, and uh, rototill it down uh, as much as uh, 12 inches down. Now, you may not be able to do that with a, a bed, but uh, come as close as you can. But a lot of organic matter. Um, I, I don't know how bad the soil is that you're talking about, but that, that would be my general recommendation. Well, I think it's more pine bark mulch it appears in a little bit of organic matter so i need something that i don't know if the peat moss and the manure would help it um so it sounds like i need to make my own mixture or yeah, something what, i can what buy was it, the yeah where did it come from was it for for the azaleas was it an azalea um, mix? um no this was just um a name brand in ground can i name it i think it's um sure. miracle miracle grow Okay. Um, in ground, and it just was very, very light. Well, um, I I don't think you need to bring topsoil in per se. I guess you could if you want to get some bag topsoil and just put it in there. I don't know how much volume you need. Are you talking about needing to bring a wheelbarrow load or two in, or are you talking about bringing a truckload in? How much? Do you no, need? I'm talking about a couple bags off the shelf. Yeah. Well, then I'd buy some, probably buy some topsoil. If all you have is organic matter in there, then there's no point in adding more organic matter. I didn't understand yeah. that. Then I'd, I'd probably just buy some topsoil and it, it will be heat treated. So it's not going to have weeds. So that'll be good. Um, okay. But, it's just this West sun just drives things out so fast that I'm yeah, going to water so much. I understand. Um, okay. And then yeah. one more quick question. Um, hydrangeas, they haven't bloomed yet. I'm out doing my azaleas. Should I wait on the hydrangeas to fertilize? Uh, yeah, I hope they will bloom for you. Uh, every time we get a really bad winter, it freezes them back and freezes their buds. Think about how, how many hydrangeas you see blooming around North Dallas uh, every year. You don't see very many of them, and, and that's the reason. Uh, compared to East Texas, they they love the conditions in East Texas. They're not thrilled with us, and okay. uh, so um, now Oakley hydrangeas is a different story. But the but the mop heads, the florist type hydrangeas, are much more of a challenge. But I would say that uh, I'd wait another couple of weeks to fertilize them. By then, it will it will be uh, fish or cut bait for them. If they haven't to bloom by then, they're not going to this spring. Okay. All right. You know, I want to I go back to the, uh, the soil mix and, and just reiterate, when you prepare a bed, I think the easiest thing to do and, and perhaps the best would be to start with your native topsoil and mix that organic matter like I, I mentioned in, um, mm-hmm. and then one inch of expanded shale with that, one inch of each of those four kinds of organic matter that I mentioned, 
and one inch of expanded shale, rototilled down 10 or 12 inches for the, the black clay that we have. That'll give you a really good, almost like potting soil mix. I prefer that to any bagged material that I've ever seen, any brand, okay. any company, anything. And I think it'll, I think it'll hold up better for you over the long run. So okay. uh, that doesn't help you with where you are right now, but I think next, <laughs> next time, you know, in gardening, we learn from where we've been and we try to go a different route if it didn't work quite as well. And maybe that'll help. So appreciate yep. your call. And I really appreciate you waiting so long for me. Thank you. Okay. No problem. Have a beautiful Thank you. day. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. All right. We have Jim in Midlothian. Let me see where I am time-wise. We'll come to Jim right after this break and Dave and Waxahachie. So stay with me. I can help. Uh, I can help both of you. I uh, want to tell you about my book and I want to describe how it was to uh, to do this book. I, I wanted to have something completely different and better than my old complete guide to Texas gardening. When I started that book 40 years ago, I had a pretty good idea of what I wanted it to look like and be like. And by working with a committee at the publishing house, I, I was happy with the book, but I wasn't ecstatic. And I had more than 200 changes that I asked them to make, and they didn't get made. Um, they just they didn't have time. we got to get it on the press. Okay. And then there were a lot of typos, and they got made quickly because they were pretty glaring. And then it still wasn't the book I wanted. And I, well, Anyway, I just never had the experiences I wanted in working with a publisher. I did another book, same same deal. Another publisher went out bankrupt a month after I finished my book, and I've worked a year for that one. And so I just decided I think I want to self-publish this book, and I want to hire Carolyn Skye and Cindy Smith as my editor and graphic designer. They were and still are dear friends and highly skilled ladies in their in their fields. And the three of us put this book together. I did the writing and, and supplied the photos and they put the book together. We are a team, and I'm proud to have worked with them. I gained more than I contributed, I have to tell you. So I offer this book, complete money-back guarantee on it, Lone Star Gardening, 11 chapters, 344 pages, 840 photos. I had no idea until Cindy said, Neil, are you aware you've used 840 of your photos? And it covers every aspect of outdoor gardening from lawns to landscapes to fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening, the whole works. It's all there. It represents, I think, the best work I've ever done, and I'm really happy with it because finally I have the book I've always wanted. It's not in stores, not on Amazon. I wanted to be able to sign it for you, so I'm selling them myself. But I also did not run the price up just because I didn't feel like I had to. Um, if you bought this in a bookstore it would probably be $55 just because of all that stuff the hardback uh, cover and all the all the photos and everything else and so it's 36.95 satisfaction guaranteed signed copy the two ways you can buy it call my office or go to my website the office number for weekday calls 800-752 grow g r o w that's 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is to order it right now at my website, neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. They're good. All right, let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited. They're pretty good, too, and uh, they are closed on Sunday. I do want to remind you of that and encourage you to make a destination visit to them, 10 to 5, six days a week. Wild Birds Unlimited, the McKinney Store. They are at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, and that is just south of El Dorado Parkway in McKinney, right beside Tom Thumb. 
I hope you'll go in. What you will see when you go in the door will be friendly. People will come to the front to greet you. They will be eager to help you any way you wish. If you're looking for bird seed, bird feed, they have it all. And it is from the Wild Bird uh, Repertoire. They uh, have quite a research team up in, I believe it's Indiana, that uh, puts their blends together. Look at their cylinders. Our wild birds in our backyard love those cylinders. Uh, They just hang on them. They have uh, Woodpecker's Feast. That one is a lot of fun because if you have any woodpeckers anywhere in your neighborhood, they will find those cylinders and they will be right there. And it's just really cool to watch. Other birds like them as well, but the woodpeckers especially. They're aptly named. They also have uh, 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 nesting uh, bird uh, uh, cylinders. These are cylinders that are about 4 inches uh, wide and about 10 inches high. Just nothing but seeds. When they're through feeding on them, there's nothing but air left. And uh, they're just fabulous. And they have the, uh, the, the, the feeders too. Uh, sustain to hold these support these and um, if you're looking for hummingbird feeders they have the very best they're high perch hummingbird feeders nesting boxes they have it all and they also have the knowledge and the smiles they have it all wild birds unlimited in mckinney birdie store 3001 south harden boulevard just south of el dorado parkway just south of tom thumb that's in mckinney they're the best wild birds unlimited in mckinney We at Callaways are proud to offer the finest plants and products and services. I'm Tom McLaughlin from the Flower Mound Callaways. We are proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. All right, Tom, thank you. Let's go back to the phone lines now. We go to Jim in Midlothian, then we'll have Dave in Waxahachie. Jim, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Mr. Sperry. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Um, We've got a backyard uh, on a creek. Love it. Cleared this land out like 20 years ago, had a lot of cedar elms. Uh, we left cons and a couple of red oaks, but the cedar elms we absolutely love. They, but this year, and, and we've raised them over the years, you know, to try to get more sunlight on the lawn back there and everything, so everything's been great. But this year I've noticed, and maybe I just haven't noticed it in years past, there is just a ton of small leafy branches that have cropped out, you know, just a foot or two, sometimes close to the ground, all the way up to the, you know, the main canopy of these trees. But they're, I mean, they look woolly. They're everywhere. I've just never noticed this much of a proliferation of the little little branches that are cropping out. And I'm wondering if they're stressed or if this is a sign of something. Not that I'm aware of, and it's happening to more than one tree. Uh, yeah, yeah, quite a few, but it seems to be predominantly the cedar elms, yeah. No, but I mean it's it's happening to more than one cedar elm. Oh yes, sir. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. If if you had a tree that was in distress for any reason, let's just say it had some kind of injury, uh, had some kind of insect damage to that tree, then I could understand that. But if it's happening to all of the trees or a, a big number of the cedar mm-hmm. elms, then I, odds of that happening are. are you know, unless it were a weather event like the drought last year might have stressed them. I have cedar elms on our property, and I'm not seeing anything that is making me particularly alarmed. Oh, okay. I'm I'm, I'm more concerned about uh, plants like I, I see our crepe myrtles look like some of them have frozen back again, even varieties mm-hmm. that I've never seen freeze back. And the one that has really surprised me in McKinney have been some of the older Vitex plants. The lilac oh. trees have frozen to the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're very sparse in coming back. The, the growth is coming up from the base, and I hate to see that. So, well, but, but I haven't seen anything on the cedar elms. We've got a, quite a few uh, crape myrtles as well. I mean, a lot of them, uh, you know, have low branches that are popping up, too, and a lot of little volunteers, you know, around them that are popping up. Um, but on the cedar elms, is it okay just to kind of hack those lower branches off, just clean with the trunk and... In in almost all cases, I would say absolutely, but I would also be looking up into the canopy to make sure that they're healthy and vigorous up in the top. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that I'd try to retrain a cedar elm like I would a crepe myrtle. Gotcha. You know, when when we have that kind of uh, rampant growth from the base of a crepe myrtle, I want to make sure that the top is healthy before Mm -hmm. I remove those because if I need those to be the new trunks, I don't want to take them off and then say, oh, rats, I wish I'd left those. Those oh, well, are the new yeah. trunks, and now they're not there anymore. That's a very I, good point. Yeah, I, I think with the cedar elm, you're not going to want to try to retrain it. 
Gotcha. We we've also got a uh, uh, pretty large uh, uh, little little I don't know what you call little Jim Magnolia in the front of the house and and a big holly. Uh, I don't know what what uh, you know type of holly it is, uh, but it has berries and it's got a great canopy. But on both of those, we've noticed a lot of leaves browning that have dropped the last couple of weeks. That's so, normal. This is leaf okay, drop good, time. Mine good. are doing the same thing. Great, great. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you it. You bet. Have a great day. Take care. Let me go to Dave in Waxahachie, and we'll try to help him before the hour is up. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Dave, how can I help you? I'll be brief. The uh, grass underneath my trees is dying, and so I have brown dirt. It, was there some sort of grass or ground cover that will grow in the shade? There are ground covers. Uh, there's no turf grass that will, will grow in heavy shade. Uh, if you've what do you tried recommend? Saint, if you have tried St. Augustine and it failed, then we need to go to ground covers. Your only other option right. would be to, to remove lower limbs or take trees out, and, and a lot of cases people don't want to do that. I have in my landscape used uh, mondo grass, monkey grass. I have about half an acre of it because we have no, no sun in our landscape. Um, and once you start it, you can propagate your own. You, you get a good bit going, and then you can propagate your own and, and keep expanding your planting. But it works well. And the thing I like about it, Dave, is that I can blow tree leaves out of it in the fall. It doesn't have any runners to snag them. Good. Sounds terrific. I'll give it a try. There you are. All set. Good deal. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you can plant it easily. And if you uh, water it, I, I put mine in uh, in fish-sized uh, clumps. Uh, I'll buy a one-gallon plant and cut it into fourths, or I'll get four-inch pots and maybe cut them in half if they're nice and full, and uh, and and plant those about every uh, eight or nine inches checkerboard style, and they'll cover well, sometimes within the first growing season and certainly within the second, and uh, they look good right away. So anyway, mondo grass, monkey grass, standard, not dwarf. We have another hour coming up. If you'd like to call, we have all open lines right now, 800-288-WBAP. 